Welcome back to the Real Talk with Sam series podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I aspire to inspire and motivate you into becoming the best version of you that there is and for you to see God's very best for your life. Some amazing Real Talk awaits. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We are now, I am so happy and excited to announce that we are now in season four of the Real Talk with Sam series podcast. I am so super excited because I have waited so long to announce this. Um, This season is going to be a little bit more uh, special and geared toward what I like to call pandemic survival. So, Y'all, we are still experiencing a global pandemic, and I don't know about you guys, but I did not expect it to last this long, but we still find ourselves in it. And let's be honest, we don't know what's going to come up next. So what do we do? What do we do? Now would be a good time. Y'all know I always suggest to pray first, and um, now would be a good time to do some soul searching if you haven't done so already. Um, to find out what your purpose is, to find out how you can help others around you, especially now that people have been displaced by the pandemic, or you probably have been affected by the pandemic in one way or another. You may have lost a family member. You may have gone through a series of unfortunate events. We all have suffered somewhat and on some degree during this pandemic and seeing um, millions of cases rise and drop and fluctuate and a whole bunch of other things. So. It's hard to really know what to do, but, you know, through different perspectives and through God, number one, we can always find the answer one step at a time. So I am super excited to bring aboard my first guest for this uh, season, and her name is Chelsea Williams. I'm going to let her introduce herself. I had the pleasure of being on her podcast as well that will be coming out very soon. Of course, I will let y'all know all the details when the time comes, but I will not tell you the name of the podcast because I'm going to let her do that. Um, So Chelsea, I will let you go ahead and introduce yourself. You could just tell us who you are, where you're from. Um, If you have a testimony you want to share, please, by all means, do so. The name of your business, um, the name of your podcast, of course, and any upcoming events and projects you're working on, let us know who you are and take it away. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love the mission and the message in your podcast, and I am too excited for your new season. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It is a great pleasure and an honor um, because I had so much fun um, on our last discussion. It was just amazing, amazing, amazing pros of wisdom. Um, So yeah, go ahead. um, What's the name of your business, podcast, and everything? Yes, that was fun. So I want to just say that I can really appreciate how you stated, you know, really take this time to do some soul searching. Raw Goddess in her book, The Calling, calls periods like this a universal sacred pause. It's the way that the the universe lets us take a moment to just really reflect and slow down. And I feel like pre-COVID, everybody was running around busy. We had soccer games, we had birthday parties, we had all of these things. And then it's almost like this sacred pause came along and to not use it and get some value out of it, um, you know, I think would be a miss. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, So my name is Chelsea Williams. I am the chief financial architect and founder of two online businesses. One is very new, 
Um, my first online business hit six figures in its first year. And Congratulations. I've since then launched a second online business. Thank you. Um, both of my businesses have service that revolved around money management and money mindset. So I fell in love with accounting by complete accident. And that was over 10 years ago. And since then, my passion has really evolved into helping entrepreneurs and specifically women get financial clarity around where they are, where they want to go and understand better how to get there. And it's important to understand that women have a different money story than men. So my second business focuses on women um, because women, we have a history with money, a history that is different than the history of men and money. And um, very recently, uh, now that we're recording this podcast, not too long ago, um, a pillar of women and rights that they have when it comes to money and a lot of other things was lost. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we just lost. And she is the reason why women can have their own bank accounts and have their own credit cards and get loans. Um, she was really a change maker and she opened up those gates for us. But because women have this history where we've been either not had access to or been limited into our earning potential, we have a lot of very residual mind blocks because of it. So, um, but over the last three years after launching my online business, um, I've been an expert blog contributor. I've been a guest speaker on quite a few podcasts. I was recognized as 2020's top 100 in finance. Um, my podcast that's coming out soon is called the LP3 podcast. So it is geared towards women, ladypreneurs. Um, and all of the achievements have been great and I'm, I'm very proud of them, but they're really just a byproduct of my true passion, which is financial literacy. Um, and it's something that no one is teaching us. Our children yeah. are not learning it in school. We are not learning it as young adults in college. Um, in fact, the first time anyone talked with me about money was on a city bus. Wow. A city bus driver had my friend and I, who we did not, we did not know this man. We were coming home from the mall. We were 15 years old. And this bus driver was like, girls, girls, take out, take out a sheet of paper and a pen. All right. This is what it's going to look like. Your rent is going to cost this much. I mean, out of nowhere, this man put together a personal budget for the both of us. That was the wow. first conversation that anyone ever had with me about money. That is crazy and amazing at the same time. You, you just got on a bus and next thing you know, you got a whole financial one-on-one -on -one lesson, finance one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, yes. Well, hey, don't, so that don't deny the, the wisdom. Like, why don't are we learning money from bus drivers, right? There has to right. be a better <laughs> like, you so should be I learning should... from teachers, professors, people who, you know, are trained to teach. You learned it from a bus driver. That's crazy. But like I said, it's amazing. And hey, this bus driver had the eye to see that y'all needed it and he was not afraid to pass down the wisdom so i'm grateful for that bus driver because you probably wouldn't have been anywhere near where you are today if it was if it wasn't for him yes, for bus yes i'm so grateful and little did i know just how big of a role that it would play in my life up to this point. <laughs> All right, so I'm so thank you so much. That is amazing, um, amazing news. And again, y'all go check out her podcast once it comes out. I will be um, more than likely announcing it anyway, um, since I have um, appeared on the show. So be on the lookout for that. So now that we've got the introduction out the way, we are going to go right on into some tips for pandemic survival. 
So I am going to ask you, Chelsea, a few questions. Um, and I want you to, of course, um, at all po- if at all possible, grab your experience for our audiences. And so they can just get that, that layer of, um, of advice and, and, the, and the backstory of why you believe what you believe. Um, for each question. So the first question I want to ask you is when you first heard about COVID, like when you first heard about this this crazy um, virus that was seemingly so simple, but affect would affect us so hard, what was your initial reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic and how fast it spread? Um, you know, at, at first, before it actually hit the US, because you know, we heard about it from other countries and things. And at first, I kind of took it with a grain of salt because you know, the media likes to play things up. They like to get people stirred up over killer hornets and these things, and you just don't know what to believe, right? Um, But then it started getting real. And you know, I believe there are two ways that you can live in life. You can live fueled by fear or you can live fueled by faith and hope. Very true. And um, you know, what I saw around me was a lot of fear. So I actually started blocking social media out a little bit. Um, I don't watch the news anyway. I think that news is very negative and very skewed. Um, but you know, there, there was no denying that it was a thing. Oh yeah. Um, this big, uh, I did not see that coming. Mm. Yes, honestly, my first, um, my initial reaction was pretty much the same as yours. When I heard that it was in other countries, I was like, eh, we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, but but it didn't get real for me until um, I was in school and um, my professors were talking about it. Because usually when stuff hits the news, it's related to healthcare because my master's degree was in healthcare administration. So obviously any pandemic at all, is on our radar so even even if it's in other countries but then when they said oh it's starting to you know hit the u.s i was like huh all right well i don't know what's gonna happen but um we're gonna be affected somehow but on this scale when they officially labeled it as a pandemic i was like okay time to get educated on what is actually going on because you know when I first heard about it I was like okay this is a virus it should be you know harmless maybe not um, contagious whatever I had no information about it all I knew was it was happening it was here and it didn't really get real real for me until I could no longer see my classmates because they they closed down my school as a matter of fact one student had contracted the virus from some conference that the student had attended and it basically posture caught wind of it and basically sent out a notice to every student every faculty member that we were shutting down and by shutting down that meant my part-time job was gone that meant um my classmates you know unless we like met up outside of school i couldn't see them again and you know you 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 don't appreciate what you have until you lose it and, you know, I, I, I was finding myself complaining about staying at school until 11 o'clock at night because I had night classes. And when I couldn't go anymore after a few weeks, I was like, you know what? I kind of wish I didn't complain about it because now, mm-hmm. because you, you don't know what's going on and how easily that can be taken away. Yes. So when I first heard about it, I didn't take it that seriously. But after, what, eight months, nine months now, it's like, okay, 
we're still in the thick of this. It's nowhere near over. We don't know when it's going to end. But like you, I, I just refuse to not be taken by fear. And even though, yeah, it could be seen as a miracle thing, it's just a matter of your perspective. You can choose to look at it from a miracle perspective. You can choose to look at it with faith. And you can choose to believe that God will somehow continue to protect you as long as you continue to have faith. And I've had to learn that even after having a whole stream of income being taken away. I still had to learn how to, you know, navigate all of that. So really, it's just a, a different phase that we're going through. But at the same time, it really, it, it will really teach you how to have faith, something like this. Um, because I've lost family members as well due to COVID. So, you know, and a lot, and I'm sure most of you um, that are going to listen to this um, can relate to that either through a family member or a friend that you might have lost or may have contracted the virus and miraculously have recovered. And if you have had that experience, congratulations, because not everyone has that story. Um, mm -hmm. But for those of you who don't have the story, God always has a greater purpose behind everything that he allows to happen. So I'm glad that you gave that perspective, Chelsea, because that is like something that I have been preaching forever. <laughs> like you can choose to have fear or you can choose to have faith and you just confirmed it. And I'm so glad that you did. And so we're gonna we're gonna pause that, uh, that question for a second and move on to the next question. So um, my next question to you is how did, or how were you able to prepare your business uh, for the massive changes that would be taking place, you know, with how you interact with your clients, being that, you know, you couldn't, you had to um, do like social distancing, like how did you prepare for all of that? So I was actually in um, a position when COVID hit where we are 100% remote. My team is remote. We have virtual team meetings. I work with clients 100% remote and we deal with money um right. so it turns out you know because we deal with businesses so when when covid hit um obviously businesses were impacted greatly and right. it turns out that people care more about their money when it's in jeopardy Absolutely. so my business we were actually positioned to manage everything we didn't have to change anything we had room for the new clients who weren't worried about their money too much before but now they're in a frantic over it um, and so we, I personally was so grateful that we did not have to make any massive changes. Our structure was conducive with post COVID, you know, operations as far as being right. remote and things like that. Um, but what I noticed in dealing with, um, a lot of businesses, we got a ton of calls from clients, from non-clients, from friends, from whoever. And very quickly i could identify three different mindsets that i could see in all of these people that i was talking with the first mindset was that of denial yeah yeah okay they they weren't ready to um even think about the next step they were completely in denial the second mindset that i observed was the the decision paralysis right so they're frozen they're stuck like they know that something needs to happen but they're just not ready to take action wow. right yeah and how and many times hurts. has fear stopped us from making a decision a yes. lot so yeah definitely yes. mm -hmm. Go ahead. 
And the third mindset was the, the mindset of, I know some, I have to do something. I know there is something I can do and I'm going to go find it and I'm going to go do it. And so when, when COVID first, first hit, I was keeping my eye on all of the, the people that, that would preach, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. I found this, um, John Maxwell had a Facebook live that I attended and he really laid it out very big picture. So it's easy to kind of get stuck in like our time frame of life, right? And right. you know, we're in this little bubble. Um, but the truth is, if you look throughout history, this is not new. This is not a new thing under the sun. This has happened before multiple times and it will happen again. Yeah. And all of the, the webinars that I was uh, watching were all um, you know panels of high achievers and all of their messages were the same. Their message was, this is a sacred talk, pause, use your time wisely, use right. your time wisely. And so, and you know, I was even, I, I was on Facebook and there was a, there was a question posed in one of the groups that I'm part of. And the question was, how do you think your business came out, you know, is doing after now that COVID hit? Like, is it doing better right. or worse? I've, and, yeah, I've seen questions like that too. Yeah, that, I that went through all of the, the responses and I got a little bit of both. And so I posted, I must have been in a mood that night. I was in like a book <laughs> that night. And like, I, I'm I in a mood, posted. I have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just need to put the truth out there for just a moment. Right. I'm sorry, if the truth hurts, say ouch. You know, that's kind of part of it. Yeah. And so in this post, I, I, I wrote down, I'm like, for those of you who are answering no, I'm curious as to what your measurement is. Is it revenue? Right. Is it customer service? Is it internal operations? What is the measurement that makes you think that you are not going to come out of COVID better than you went in? Because right. if you can't say yes to any of those, you have missed something. Yeah, I need to go because back Because there is opportunity here. And what I saw the higher achievers doing when COVID hit was they looked internally. They said, I cannot control the external. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen, but right. I'll be damned if I don't come out better when this is all said and done. They're and very they intrusive. They're very intrusive. Like, and, and they, they look within themselves to find out, okay, well, this this is happening, so what am I gonna do about it though? Right, so I'm right. Glad. Let go of what you can't control and focus on what you can. So a lot of people got to their to-do list that had been sitting there forever. <laughs> You know, some <laughs> like people worked some on internal SOPs. Done. Yes, like, uh, like honestly, when when things slowed down because of the pandemic, I was able to focus. Hmm. And you know, even though I had, um, you know, I had school and, and I was able to work out and I was able to swim. And yes, I do miss swimming, y'all. Like y'all know, when I first <laughs> learned to swim, less than two, actually, two two years ago, I learned to swim two years ago, and I was so proud of myself. And I said. This is something that I'm definitely going to stick to, and I did until the pandemic hit. And of course, I was I, I wasn't exactly happy about it, but I said, you know what? If at least I got to learn how to swim, yeah, you know, because and and if, and if I didn't take the initiative then to learn how to swim, probably would never know because this this virus is it's everywhere. So you do have to exercise some wisdom. I'm not saying to stop living your life. I'm just saying you have to exercise some wisdom, knowing where to go, knowing when to go, and knowing whether or not to go to the pool. You, you just don't know. You don't know what you're putting yourself into. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to, and on top of that, the gyms were closed anyway. So even if I wanted to go, which I did, 
I said, can't go. So, you know, even though I, I lost the opportunity to do all of those things, it helped me to focus on what was really important, like you said. Like the leaders have said, look within yourself. I was able to finally do that on a scale that I was never able to do it prior to the pandemic. So this really like, but whether or not y'all agree with this, this, the pandemic was a blessing in disguise. I got more speaking engagements than I have in like six months because of the pandemic, because people were looking for answers and people were finally like, okay, well, we need answers. So, you know, who has it? And you'll be surprised at who has the answer or who may have, you know, the right advice that you actually need, that you're actually looking for. And more people I'm noticing also, if they were on the fence about opening up a business or starting a business, because for whatever reason, they were finally able to do it because of the pandemic and because they find their faith was finally renewed once they started doing personal development, spiritual development, and they finally started believing in themselves without distractions. Yes. Let's be honest, in this world is very fast paced and if you're in a city like myself, I'm in New York, was born and raised here, it's very fast paced. So everything is always going, going, going. And then when everything stopped, of course it's like, you know, wait, everything stopped. This feels so unnatural. This feels so uncomfortable. And then like the ringing in your ears, everything stops and you're just waiting for it. Right. You're, you're just waiting for it. Like things to start going again. And then when they did it, you're just like, what is going on? But then when you settle and you, you say, okay, well, this is going to happen. I don't know how long, but I'm going to make the best of my time. And I'm mm. so glad that, um, those high achieving, um, high earning leaders said that, and they all said the same thing. So obviously what they are doing obviously works. Like, obviously something that they're saying is right. So, you know, just y'all keep that in mind as we continue to move forward and as we continue to, you know, experience these events. We just got to continue to move forward and look within ourselves to find who we are, what we're here for, and what our purpose is. And of course, carrying out that vision. All right. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the next question that I have for you. Um... Well, you, you kind of already answered this, but I'm going to just ask it anyway. Um, did you have any um, aha moments or personal revelations about yourself or your business um, during the past eight, nine months that we've experienced the COVID pandemic? I think the biggest aha moment that I had is that, you know, we tell ourselves that we can't do things a lot and we really can. We say yep. things are not possible and this is not going to work for me but they absolutely do. And I'll tell you why I realized that. So in one of my businesses, we deal with the legal industry exclusively. The legal okay. industry is slow to move, slow to react, slow to imply, to, to implement changes. They are, most of them are technology resistant. Mm. Um, I had spoke with a prospect a few months prior who was in either New York or New Jersey. And this law firm had been around for 50 years and they were not paperless in the slightest bit. They were not paperless at all. They did not use a utilize cloud document storage. The technology was not there. And when COVID hit, I thought about them because I'm, you know, I'm wondering to myself, what the heck are they going to do? But even right. I had clients and I was talking to attorneys who 
a remote law firm is never for me, it's not doable. You know, you can't do it that way. The courts aren't, um, you know, the courts don't support technological advances. So they kind of adapted the mindset of the vendors that they were working with. But right. when COVID hit, law firms were forced to go remote. The courts were forced to go remote. And pre-COVID, that was not a thing. That was not a thing that most attorneys would have believed would happen. Right. But COVID forced them to push through it and on the other end proved that it was possible. Wow. I didn't even, I mean, I knew that a little bit because obviously, you know, with any administrative office, everything was remote. Even in the place I was working, everything was shut down. Everything was remote. So I was like, and since we, we, my family and I, because we're in the middle of doing a, uh, developing a project, a community project, we did have, we do have to deal with the courts to some extent and with politicians and whatnot. So, you know, we saw the massive change, but we, I had no idea that the courts were so anti-technology because, you know, I figured, you know, when everyone kind of adapts with, with technology, that the courts would follow suit because they have to keep up with their cases. They have to keep up with attorneys and, and, and selecting juries and doing all of that. So I have no idea what that looks like, but wow, I didn't even know that, that they didn't even embrace technology like at all. That's and the thing is, it's going to stick. Yeah. It's going to stick. They're not going back. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're <laughs> like, they're like, you know what? We, 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 we've gotten used to the way things are now. So we're, we're just going to the way. Yeah. Well, no, but but they're they're they're, they're going to be like, yeah, we're just going to yeah. stick stick right here. We're we're things obviously work. We, we I figured it like out. Wearing my pajama pants with a right. Suit top. That's right. Right. Like like no one knows. Like I'm I'm dressed. I don't have to look at people's faces. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they don't have to see mine. Used, <laughs> right. Right. People, we've gotten used to the virtual experience and every time i think about it it's it's kind of like the movie i robot in a little in, in a little bit and i'm just like you know when i first saw that movie i was like that would never happen but it kind of is happening <laughs> and now i mean is it really that far out there in the in the sense right and and the only difference with um i don't know if you have you seen i robot it's a, oh yes okay yeah i, I just want to make sure because not everybody Believe it or not, not everybody has seen it, and I think that's just awful. But anyway, but it basically gives us, like, it, it gave us a preview of how technology would evolve to the point where we're imprisoned. But instead, but with the COVID pandemic, instead of robots imprisoning us or forcing us to go into quarantine, the virus is the robot, if you think about it. So, you know, and, and, and it's not like you can just turn off those robots. So we really have to be, keep in mind like, yeah, technology has its perks. Technology does help us advance, but it's also, it also has a dark side too. And maybe, but, but in this case, maybe, again, maybe the, the pandemic is a blessing in disguise because like you said, the courts are moving forward with adapting with technology. The teachers um, are learning to uh, teach remotely and that has its own set of challenges. And we're probably mm -hmm. gonna talk about that on a, another episode in this in this season. But it, it, everybody has to adjust. And for some people, for, for the courts, it took them 
generations and generations and generations until something like this happened to say, you know what, we're gonna have to, have to go with the flow. Yeah, we're gonna have to survival of the fittest. We're gonna have to go with the flow and survive the best that we can. And and they're they're doing something. It's still moving slow because the course always moves slow, like you said. But we just gotta move and adjust how we can, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad that you um, had those those aha moments as we've um, gone through the pandemic because, again, like we've been emphasizing for this entire episode, if you're not learning something or taking the time out to learn something, you're wasting precious time that you're never going to get back. All right. So um, last question that I would like to ask you um, for specifically for our audience is what advice um, or tips would you give specifically to business owners or people who desire to own a business? Um, what advice would you give them at this point? I think the, the two main principles um, that I have seen and observed that's really working is stay the course and check your perspective, right? So again, this has happened before um, and not all businesses are suffering due to COVID. Some are thriving. Some of the greatest businesses were started in a recession. Yes, so don't absolutely. tell yourself the lie that a current economic client can't climate can't be leveraged and capitalized on. Um, you know, if you look outside of what you can control, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. It's going to drive you nuts. You're going to get stressed. Your team is going to get stressed. Your clients are going to feel it. You may get depressed. You have to let go of what you can't control and focus on what you can and use that time to set it up to when, when this is all over, because it will end that you will come out stronger. But then my question, my question to you is what are you going to do differently so that when, not if, when the next crisis comes, you are positioned better. So a lot of the business owners that we had coming to us um, were very stressed out because of money, right? I mean, um, COVID came, they were having to close or some of their revenue streams stopped completely. And, you know, luckily we had the PPP come out. Um, There was some financial relief for business owners. Um, But, you know, for those people, I really had to be honest with them and say, you know, if you didn't have six months worth of savings set up in your business, then you have to do something different sometime. Uh And if you don't change your financial and money habits, it's not gonna be different next time. You have to acknowledge that and take ownership of, I put myself in this position, but more importantly, what are you gonna change so that next time you're in a completely different seat? Yes, absolutely, and you know what? When you said that about um, the savings, it just reminded me of myself. So I'm gonna put myself on the on the hot seat just as to give you guys an example of um, how to position yourself better when the next crisis happens. Um, my savings account didn't was nowhere near where it was supposed to be. Now I, I can I can attribute some of that to being a college student because you have expenses, you have textbooks to get, you got supplies to get, and all that. But you know you you can set aside money every every month and I did not treat putting aside money every month as an actual expense because once once I got that perspective of treating putting to your savings like a bill that you have to meet 
Yes. It's like, you know, ah, I'll do it next month. Ah, I'll do it next couple of weeks. It's fine. No, it's not fine because now, you know, when you find yourself in this position and you have nothing to, you know, no backup, no safety net. And if you run a business, um, it's scary. Yeah. It really is yeah. because you had the opportunity to prepare and you didn't. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's another thing people take for granted. People always take time for granted, always take money for granted. And then when it's gone, you have nothing to show for it. You have nothing to show for what you've been doing. So guys, if you, if you haven't gotten anything out of this, time is short. Life is short. You don't know how much longer you have. So please make the best of what time you do have. And if you're not taking advantage of working from home, being remote and figuring out what your purpose is, what, what you have to offer, you're wasting precious time. So thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming on the show with us. We're actually going to wrap up now. Um, again, if there's any projects or anything um, you're working on, please keep us in the loop because we would love for you to come back on the show sometime because what you have given us this episode has been just inspired and I just want to personally thank you because you are just an amazing human being um, not just because you're a woman but just because you're an amazing human being altogether so I just want to thank you um, for the opportunity coming on the show sharing your pearls of wisdom with us thank you so much absolutely thank you and congratulations i'll have to look out for the other episodes this season all right all right i I most definitely will let you know all right guys so we're going to wrap up uh for the first uh, episode of season four we will see you guys next time hey you thank you so much for stopping by to tune into rtws We hope that you found today's message uplifting, empowering, and you've learned something new. Let us know what you think by leaving a review for us on any major podcast platform or head over to our website at theofficialrtws.com to have your comments featured on the front page. While you're there, drop by our merchandise store to get premium podcast gear. Join our VIP subscriber list to get 10% off your first order and find out how to secure a 25% percent lifetime discount to apply to any order as an rtws ambassador just send us an email straight from the website and we will get back to you we will see you on the next episode